The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We know that more and more people have had to turn to uh, food banks this year right across the country. The Edmonton Food Bank itself continues to serve on average about 18 to 20,000 people a month. We know that during the pandemic it's been... It's been um, it's being used even more. Well, now a, a new food bank has opened, and it's specifically for veterans. The Veterans Association Food Bank has set up shop at 17218 107th Avenue. It is operated by veterans for veterans, and the head of the Edmonton chapter is retired Sergeant Bruce Given, who joins us now. Bruce, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. I mean, it's been, uh, what, uh, two times or a second time in, in a month, my friend. Uh, you've been busy, 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 and uh, and this is the latest as you continue to fight and wave the flag for veterans in our community, and that's much uh, appreciated. Tell us about this, this new food bank. Um, why specifically for veterans? Is, is there that much of a need, Bruce? There is, and the difference for us veterans is that we put service before self, and it's a very difficult time to go ask for help. We're the ones that provided the help to our population disaster relief and such around the world that it's difficult to go home and say, I need help. So tell me about how the Veterans Association Food Bank is, is going to work. Well, it, it's set up in the, we have two warehouses at the moment there. We are being uh, carried over through the Calgary office, and they found the need there. And they haven't even had a base for 25 years. We have a base mm-hmm. with some 6,500 people here. And the attrition of those that leave the base and the economy as it is, COVID aside, uh, people are not going back to their point of origin and, and ending up on the streets here. My very first hamper delivery was to somebody who was salvaged from the uh, tent city down there in the... I think you call it the Rossdale area. Yes, yes. So when you, so there is a, a need. You said I mean this started in in Calgary as you mentioned. They haven't had a base there in quite some time, but there was a need there. We know that uh, there's a huge base uh, here in Edmonton. You know if you're if you were to look, um, you know, and, and and try to figure how many veterans would would need help. Do do you have any idea on on that right now? They do, and actually we've just scratched the surface as far as I know. The, the provincial or, or guidelines for the discovery of those homeless people was some guesstimate between three and 400, of which 12 we knew, in fact, were homeless, and some of those homeless will never be homed. That is their livelihood now, and that's where they feel comfortable. Okay, so if, if someone if someone was a veteran, and let's you know just clarify this as as well, Bruce. I think when when people think veterans, they think of you know Remembrance Day ceremonies when we see you know a seventy, eighty, ninety year old uh, person you know uh, you know cr- crouched over you know um, you know struggling to stand someone you know with you know still tears in their eyes from from you know seventy, eighty years ago. But that certainly has changed over the past number of years, hasn't it? And I think it's important that that people know that that veteran doesn't necessarily look like that anymore. Correct. And your next door neighbor, and I was actually uh, uh, told that I was too, I'm in my 60s, and I was told I was too young to be having uh, served in any war. And I haven't (laughs) served in war zones. 
So I'd like to say that people have also forgotten about Afghanistan and should not. Those people that came back from back from Afghanistan just within the last few years are in their 30s and mid-30s and 40s, up to their 60s and beyond, of course. But, I mean, the, the younger generation out there is not recognized as such. So, Bruce, when it comes to um, veterans um, using this, this food bank, do they have to show any ID, anything like that? Well, being as they're served by vet- veterans, we have a vetting process in our minds and the simple questions to ask okay. that would relate to somebody as their service number and wearing of dog tags and that sort of thing there. Mm. But there, there is a welfare check that initially we will accept. And if we find out different, then, then uh, actions to whatever source or resource <laughs> may be redirected from there. One of the things that I that I like about this um, this service that's that's being provided it's it's more than just food, isn't it? It's it's it support. Is. It's it's support and it's meetings. And tell us about how important that is. That's so important because after retirement, a lot of us lose that connection and don't follow through with the brotherhood or sisterhood, whether it's physical, mental, or moral injuries that we suffer. There's a big uh, suicide ideology, a big isolation factor that comes in, and this is a regaining that composure that we had before that we've lost somewhere along the line. We're not only providing food hampers, but we're offering peer support. We're going to have a soup Wednesday. We're going to have weekly meetings, veterans dinners, quilt presentations, emergency veterans assistance uh, costs are, are, are taken into consideration. There's intake support. That's the wellness checkers. They show up at the door. We're asking them if they have, have a need help with their back claims, medical referrals, disability yeah. tax forms, that sort of thing. And directly towards the military, we have a discount card called the CF1 military card. Mm-hmm. And uh, we help somebody obtain that card if they don't have it. A lot of these people, as I mentioned, the person from the Rossdale tent city there may not even have identification. We'll help them get re-identified, get this identification and established again. Is it is it a challenge to, to have a, a veteran show up at a at a food bank and and you know it may be the edmonton food bank would it be easier for them to show up to something like this knowing that that there's other veterans there most definitely why why is that the uh the the, the trauma and drama that we've held and managed through our careers is not relatable to the civilian factor as we see it and that bond and relationship that we've had and established and or lost and now we're trying to regain uh i myself had to go was was in a situation at one time i went to the legion well it was a limited resource and we're trying not to be a limited resource as such yeah, and isn't that something, eh? I mean, there was a time, uh, Bruce, when, when vets would go to the Legion. That was that was their gathering place, a place where they could they could talk, reminisce, um, maybe sit in silence, wh- whatever it is. And we know that um, certainly with the new generation of, of veterans, that isn't as, as popular. So having a place like this that is a safe place that offers all of these, that, um, you know, th- that could fill a really big hole when it comes to addressing those needs that that camaraderie we are, we are building, well, we are building a community of veterans helping veterans and and i could say all the civilians we have contacted nobody has turned us down in any way shape or mm. form but the people dropping in and giving us their money and the resources the food hampers that have been delivered have been about i'll say 75 percent anyway of veterans 
Good. All right. So if someone wants to, to help out, how can someone make a donation, Bruce? What would be the best way? Number one. And number two, if, if someone knows someone who might be able to be, um, that this might be able to help them, how do we get them in touch with you? They can certainly drop in physically at a warehouse at 17218 107th Avenue. If they want to mail some information to us, they can do that at the same address with the postal code T5S1E9. And the phone number is a simple phone number. It's 403-4-VETS, which breaks down to 403-367-8387. There would be an option to contact with Calgary or Edmonton. Interesting stuff. Uh, what's next for for the food bank? What's what's next in in the growth process of of all of this? I just picked up the key last Monday on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, and thank you very much for that happening. Our grand opening is on the first of November at noon. We are conscious of the COVID restrictions, and we'll apply that as best as we can. Uh, uh, from there, and we're, as we put our volunteers together, we're looking for warehouse warehouse help to put together our warehouse and to accept and organize the donations and pack our hampers as they come in, and we are, uh, are set up to do so. Are, are you concerned at all about, you know, some sort of being in, you know, competition with the Edmonton Food Bank? Not at all, actually. They approached us, and I have a tour with them on Friday with their president of their organization, and I was worried about... How I spend my finances, I have limited finances, and that's why we mm-hmm. need the donations. That if I had a shortfall, that they were offering to top us up on whatever it was we needed. The coordination and cooperation is huge and really tugs at the heartstrings. Thank you to the Edmonton oh. Food Bank for offering that service. Oh well, you know what? That is uh, that's great news to hear that uh, that you're that you're working together on that front, Bruce. It's been great to hear your voice again. Keep up the great work, and uh, again, uh, when we hang up the phone here, I'll, I'll give out all the pertinent information. Please keep us informed on what's happening uh, with this, and and uh, you know I'm here for you. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, take care now. That is retired Sergeant Bruce Given, who is heading up the Edmonton chapter of the Veterans Association Food Bank. And it was interesting because, you know, when when you, I, you know, I think for some people, and we, you know, we've talked about some people, it, that's it's it's really tough to walk into a place and say I need help. And and I think once you know some people do that. It's um, it, it opens such a such a door, and, and that doesn't matter whether you need help with 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 food for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, or if you need help with an addiction, if you need help with mental health, if you need help with losing weight, if you need help with your marriage or your kid, whatever it is, is getting to the point of just saying, realizing, first off, I need help. Number two, saying, okay, you know what, here's a place that I can turn. And, and, and once you get through those doors, realizing that there is um, there's welcoming arms, Right. And I know Bruce and um, some of the other folks involved with this is saying, you know, sometimes it's very hard to get, you know, people through the door, veterans through the door. A lot of them, you know, you know, some dealing with OSIs and, you know, occupational stress injuries and, and PTSD. And one of the things that oftentimes can happen on that front is you want to self-isolate you want to stay away from people you don't want triggers so getting them out to this and maybe 
knowing that on the other hand, on the, on the other end, on the other side of that door is going to be someone who is supportive, who maybe can understand a bit of what you've gone through, um, will, will go a long way to, to help. And we know that there is an issue with, um, with homeless veterans in this country. We know, um, that there is an issue with the, with, with homeless in general, in this population. I mean, we've seen it right here in this city and we've seen what uh, the mayor and city council has decided to do with opening up the convention center, which will be you know, up and running here within days, uh, you know, a, a safe place, a warm place through the end of March and, and continuing to look for that bridge housing and, you know, supportive permanent housing down the road. So, um, you know, tip of the hat, I think anyone who steps up to help anybody else, um, you know, uh, deserves a, a great big pat on the back and uh, to this group of, of people and the fact that the Edmonton Food Bank is helping out as well. Um, you know, just another... Another reason why we call this city the city of champions, whether, you know, we're not supposed to anymore or not, I, uh, I continue to always fall back on, on city of champions because we, we see things like this. We see things like this, and then we see people like you, uh, you know, the great members of, of Chedville stepping up all the time, stepping up all the time. Look at what happened with our sister station, Kissing Country's uh, Yards for Hope campaign. I mean, that they were hoping for what, 125,000, and if I remember correctly, I think it topped 400 grand in tough economic times. Yeah, you just uh, you, you blow me away all the time, uh, Chedville and Edmonton. And um, again, I'm just uh, I'm thankful that that uh, that facilities and operations, places like this, are available to those who need it, who might not feel comfortable going somewhere else. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm out of cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's more everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry, hurry. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.